Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, January 31st, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. Ashley, as you know, I will be coming to the great NYC this week on Thursday. The great NYC, that's the official name. Um, But I want to bring folks along for my trip uh, in the most uh, interactive way that I possibly can. I always have so many great questions and comments when I'm in New York. And I also get the best social interaction when I'm in New York because nobody cares about my life outside of New York, apparently. (laughs) Um, So what I'm going to be doing while I'm in New York is I'm going to be doing a short travel log, travel diary, you know, uh, Star Trek captain's log type thing every day. We're going to be talking about what I've done, what I've seen, all of those kind of things. But I want to make it interactive. So I have opened it up to um, answering questions from people, um, having people share their recommendations for what I should do when I'm not seeing shows. If anybody needs me to help with something while I'm in New York, I'm happy to do that. If it's like, hey, mm-hmm. what's yeah. what what's at TKTS right that need now? Need to be cleaned. Got it. No, no, not that, not that kind. Of things mm-hmm. that I can do via podcast. Uh. Um, like what what's available at TKTS? What is the rush line like? How is it at the new drama book cl- uh, book sh- bookstore? One of things those. like that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> feel free to feel free to send them in. If you have thoughts, you have recommendations, if you have questions, feel free to tweet them or send them at Instagram at BWW. No, that's not right. Hashtag mm. BWW Matt Takes Manhattan. I like the title. I know it's long and not ideal for social media-ing. Uh, but we will have a link in the show notes if you want to be a part of that. If not, that's totally fine. Um, but I will be sending out uh, daily updates of my trip uh, over on Patreon. So if you want to get those head over to patreon.com slash broadway radio broadway radio.com slash patreon you also and i over on, sorry oh, go ahead. you and i are having exact opposite weeks because you're coming here and uh, want everyone to interact with you i'm gonna go hide in the woods for a few days from tuesday to thursday and no one better even remember my existence except for tuesday because it's my birthday so you can send me whatever yes yes but you and i are seeing a show together on sunday the 6th uh, a couple. Well, yeah, we're going to see a, a Space Dogs at MCC. Then we're going to a True. concert at Green Room with you, me, and Grace. Yeah. Uh, and then you and I are going to the matinee uh, of Company on the ninth. So true. Uh, so if you have questions, if you want to know anything, I will start my first one on Thursday. I'll put it out actually before I leave and tell you all what my schedule is. Um, so stay tuned to that in Patreon. Of course, also over on Patreon this Sunday we had this week's episode of This Week on Broadway, where Peter, James, and Michael talked about a tons of thing, a ton of things, including including Skeleton Crew, um, Long Day's Journey, and Tonight at the uh, at the uh, Minetta Lane Theater, which is part of that Audible production. Um, they also talked about Taylor Max The Hang at Here, which you and I talked Ooh, about yes. last week. So head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio to get everything first. Um, now, by the time you're hearing this, this week on Broadway is available in our regular feed as well. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news as it was announced on Friday that the Broadway revival of The Music Man is going to make an unusual move when it comes to its press night. Instead of inviting critics to see the show on the handful of days before opening night so that their reviews can be released around 9 p.m.-ish on February 10th, first night critics, which is like the prestigious group of critics, will be invited to the actual opening night on the 10th. Now, Ashley, this has been turned into a fairly big deal in our Twitter circles. And I have to say (laughs) that in a vacuum, I could not care less. Yeah. As a, as a member of the theatrical media and not that I'm a first night critic since I don't even live in New York, but, um, I, I, 
I'm someone also who likes to take my time when I write theater reviews. Like yes. I put a lot of pride into those. I like to take my time, so I get it. But even I have little sympathy for critics who are especially worried about having to go to an opening night on Broadway and then go home and write an article about it. No, like, I have absolutely no sympathy to that. Like, get over no. it. I yeah. am the worst person at writing on a deadline in the history of journalists. So I'm absolutely just like, I get it. I want the extra couple of weeks or whatever. Um, but that's yeah. just the way it's here, been. Yeah, that's the way it used to be. And I, but that doesn't even, it just doesn't bother me. And yeah. if it bothers you, that's fine. Have your publication purchase a ticket to one of the last previews uh, and have even more time yeah. to write it. I mean, the New York Times, they always go on the press nights, but the New York Times actually pays for their critics' tickets yeah. to potentially avoid conflicts of interest. Not that I think that really matters because I think there's still tons mm-hmm. of conflicts of interest. Oh, but like, yeah. <laughs> if you're writing for a publication that is a first night critic publication, they can afford a couple hundred bucks to buy yep. you a press ticket or a, a preview ticket. Yeah. But that's not, not what bothers here. me. Yeah, not no. the problem here. What does bother me? Is this the show's spokesman, Rick Miramontez, who is one of the biggest names in all of Broadway public mm-hmm. relations, released an incredibly sarcastic and condescending statement about this situation, saying, quote, we feel just terrible for offering dozens of theater critics premium seats to a Broadway show. I am sure they will simply loathe having to tell their grandchildren about the time they were forced to witness Broadway history in the making. Most of all, it pains me personally to imagine the burden of having to turn around a review on such a tight timetable. Has such a feat ever been attempted before? Well... Let it be seen as the greatest vote of confidence by this production and our beloved press corps that we think they just might be up to the challenge. The, 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 the contempt is oozing off of every word from this yeah. statement. Now, again, this statement is credited to Mira Montez, but correct me if I'm wrong here, Ashley, but it sounds a whole heck of a lot like the venom and vitriol of mm. the show's original producer, Scott Rudin, who has allegedly, in air quotes, pulled back from active involvement in all of the shows that he helped shepherd to Broadway. But whomever wrote that statement and then uh, consequently thought that it was a good idea to release it, to me, made a grave miscalculation that is in direct contradiction to the entire ethos of what this production yeah. is trying to promote. It is a revival of a beloved classic with some of the most endearing songs in the musical theater canon featuring two of Broadway's brightest stars including like a legitimate A-lister around the world Mm -hmm. and it's in the early stages of the recovery from the most devastating period in theater history this is beneath Rick Miramontes obviously nothing is beneath Scott Rudin but it's also beneath Jerry Zaks Warren Carlyle, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster and if I'm Hugh Jackman I am livid about this statement Um, I'm not Hugh Jackman. Um, I, otherwise, I would what? have read that statement in an Australian accent. Oh, true. But, but again, not super worried about the turnaround time for the press. No, but I am more than a bit worried and turned off by the arrogance and classless response by the production's spokesperson. I was so taken aback by just how hostile and contentious and condescending it was like i logged on what what was this friday night it was um, friday yeah. when this yeah i logged on to twitter and my feed was just and i saw like this it was kind of the same process for me of 
wondering the headline is like who cares yeah. and then like you dig into yeah. it and you're like oh shit like, i get why, why people do, care yeah it's like why do we care about the short turnaround time uh when that's kind of the perception of what reviews look like anyway but yeah it's absolutely uh just like even when he's trying to make like talking about witnessing Broadway history in the making. Like, even that sounds sarcastic as far as, like, you sound sarcastic about how good you think your show is. I absolutely, my brain absolutely went to Scott Rudin and just, like, I, you know, I think there's (laughs) clearly some bitterness still about how everything unfolded for this production and how much ire there is behind this production for a lot of reasons, starting all the way back from when they took the Winter Garden to the obvious Scott Rudin of it all. I don't understand in any circumstance taking that (laughs) out on the people who are about to review your show, who are already hypercritical about it. And sensitive. And sensitive about it for the reasons I already mentioned. But I mean, even for the reason of the ticket price and expecting people to be able to pay and go and see the show. Like, why are you taking it out on anybody other than yourselves? Uh, and why would you ever take it out on the people who are about to talk about your show? Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like everything about it is one, it's bad press craft. Like yeah. it's bad public relations. Like why? And I've why never are you making seen it hard anything on anything like this from them? I, well, I feel like we had some issues around um, Hello Dolly as Maybe. well, which is what, like you said, the, uh, the the Scott Rudin of it all. Like, I feel like we had some issues with this. And, and the then Jerry Zaks cutting- of it all, for that reason. And the Jer- that, yeah, yeah, Jerry Zaks, Warren Carlyle. Yeah, Warren, not that yeah. I think Jerry Zaks and Warren Carlyle make- no. are the ones making these decisions by any means, because um, both of them have pretty good reputations of being good humans. Mm-hmm. But but it's like they had the whole thing within like the Tony Awards and like cutting off their nose despite their uh, face. Sure. Uh, of, of being of being super sarcastic about not letting you know n- the, the Tonys didn't want to let them do the show at uh, at the Schubert because um, no one else was getting to do that, but the production wanted to have their set so they could have the passer all yeah. to do the waiters gallop and all of that stuff. It's like, and that's still what? after you've been nominated for awards and have been through yeah. the press junket. Like, why why well, do this before it. the show even opens? It's just, it's just very bizarre. And this whole thing is honestly like for a show that didn't have the best taste into my mouth, like this makes it even worse. Like I just don't get it. I think it's beneath all of these people. And I hope that there is a statement put out, um, that's uh, about this from either Rick or Hugh or Sutton or somebody because this is not a good look. I don't think it makes a hill of beans in the difference of whether this show is a success or not. I also don't think that the reviews make a hill of beans in in terms of how this show is going to do. It's already made, according to a variety article, $50 million in advance sales. Um, it's doing fine. Hugh Jackman is in it. Yeah, it's <laughs> well done. Um, it, it doesn't matter, but it's just like this is a bad look, and I don't get it. No, and using the words that this is beneath them is absolutely right because of how many people. Even if you're, even if you're the show's spokesman and you're saying this and you genuinely believe this, like look how many other people you're dragging into this. Yeah, and even if you aren't saying this and you're the spokesperson who is being told to do this by the people yeah. who are paying your salary, uh, I wouldn't put my name on that. Absolutely but. not. 
Anyway, let's go from something happening in New York City to something happening out in California, actually happening in Berkeley. Uh, we had the opening night over the past few days of the new Swept Away musical with a book f- written by a 21er John Logan and featuring music and lyrics by the Avit Brothers. It is, of course, directed by Michael Mayer and choreographed by David Newman. The show really has a, a, a ton of connections with um, American an idiot, which uh, Mayer mm-hmm. also obviously wrote. Uh, John Gallagher Jr. Uh, is in it. Stark Sands, uh, other members of the American Idiot cast. Um, it is running at Berkeley Rep through March 6th. Let's dive into just a handful of the reviews. But before we do that, here is what the show is about. 1888, off the coast of New Bedford, Mass. When a violent storm sinks their whaling ship, the four surviving souls, a young man in search of adventure, his big brother who has sworn to protect him, a captain at the end of a long career at sea, and a worldly first mate who has fallen from grace, each face a reckoning. How far will I go to stay alive? And can I live with the consequences? Sounds very Avid Brothery. So yeah, that makes. It sounds like Avid Brothers mixes mixed with the Donner Party. In- <laughs> um, not yes. that I know of if there's. I don't know if there's any cannibalism. But yeah, anyway, um, or or maybe even Yellow Jackets. I was so, just about uh, to say. I'm always <laughs> thinking about Yellow Jackets. Yeah. All right. So let's start with a re- review from the San Francisco Chronicle, written by Lily Janiak. She said, "Quote: Once the vessel hits choppy waters, the show writes itself." Rachel. Hauk's whopper of a set design makes three-dimensional Tetris, for those of you olds who know what that is, of a tuberculosis <laughs> ward. Everyone knows whale- Tetris, what Tetris is. I don't know. The Utes might, uh, might not. Um, but it makes three-dimensional Tetris of a tuberculosis ward, a whaler deck, a tempest, and open water with a reveal grander and more magical than anything millions of dollars in CGI could create. Kevin Adams' canny lighting design can create the illusion of a waterline on the ship's hull or help turn the dying into ghosts. The cast is ace, too. Gallagher composes a whole melodic line within one syllable spoken words, activating his whole body to his task in a way that makes him seem more alive than the rest of us. John Gallagher Jr., stage or screen, is an incredible actor, so it's good to Mm -hmm. see him back uh, on a theatrical stage in a show that I'm assuming will end up in New York sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later. Jay Barman from SFist, so San Franciscist. I don't know how to say the name of this publication, but SFIST. It's part of like uh, the thrillist uh, oh, like family of, yeah. America's Gothamist. Oh, yeah. Good. I didn't realize I never put all that together. Very good. Thank you for the education. I got you. Uh, Jay said, quote, ultimately, the dramatization of this sorry tale might have been more successful if we were given much to care about in these characters. Take away the songs and we're left with a pair of two dimensional rubes, big brother and Mm. little brother, one pious and stayed, the other seeking adventure who left a girl back home and the devilish hedonist played by Gallagher, a sailor adrift with no family ties, whose only pleasures are drink and sex with prostitutes in port. The captain carves out a mean and tragic figure of his own, but all told, these are hollow shells asking uh, asking us to invest in their tragic fates. First off, that is hmm. one of the longest and most complicated run-on sentences I've ever read in a theatrical <laughs> <Really>? review. <laughs> um, but 
Um, that's interesting because to me, so much of musical theater, and I don't know the show. I, I, bar- I barely right. vaguely know much about the Avett brothers, but like you can get so much character depth from the songs themselves. So that's sure. a little surprising to me. Like I think the a heavy lot of them lifting are is done story by the music. songs, I think too. Like really? a lot of yeah. their music. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but this is interesting. I mean, this show is heavily capitalized and uh, I would be shocked if this does not end up uh in new york in the fairly near future hopefully they will be able to take um what they are learning here in berkeley and make some changes to uh make it in its best self uh in new york but fingers crossed after seeing all of the um sea shanty tiktoks over the past year that's all i could think about when when you're talking about this i'm like wow they really capitalized on sea shanty talk yeah just in time which is crazy because this show has been in the works for far longer than yeah. that trend, but uh, very interesting. But I'm excited to see this and and, and hope that I, we get a chance here on the East mm-hmm. uh, the East Coast. But all right, let's take a second real quick to talk about our sponsor, who I am sure that when and if swept away comes to New York City, you will be able to get tickets through. And that is, of course, Today Ticks. Because of Today Ticks, all of my trips to New York City are so much easier to manage. As you all know, I have no chill when it comes to booking tickets, whether that's through press tickets or buying things ahead of time. But what's always great to know is spreadsheets. It is intense, y'all. Um, <laughs> but I know that today Tix always has great, quick, easy options for me to get tickets if I want to wait to the last minute or if I want to plan ahead like I did on this one and get tickets ahead of time for amazing prices. Today Tix is your one-stop shop for theater tickets with the best value on tickets to see Broadway and beyond. All you have to do is download the app or visit todaytix.com to find a show you want to see. It's easy to use. You get tickets easier than ever and you can check out within like 30 seconds it is absolutely a theater goer's best friend yeah it doesn't matter what your budget is because they have exclusive offers and that includes exclusive pre-sales limited time offers digital lottery programs do sold out shows day of discounted tickets and so much more it doesn't matter where you live either not just broadway not just the west end you can find tickets in cities around the country around the world that includes chicago la dc san francisco sydney and more See the show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time, todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get back into the news. It was announced last week that the Grammy-winning and Tony-nominated singer-songwriter Edie Brickell is at work penning her second Broadway show following her collaboration with Steve Martin on Bright Star mm. back in uh, 2016. The new show is called 38 Minutes and focuses on the real-life 2018 Hawaiian Missile False Alarm event. If you don't remember the specifics of this, an alert went out to island residents telling them that there was an actual incoming missile headed their way and that they should all brace for impact except of course the warning was sent by accident that they only realized 30 minutes later Variety is reporting that Carmen Cusack will lead an upcoming LA based workshop of course Cusack was the Tony nominated star of Bright Star 
Next up, we learned late last week that there is a documentary coming to Premium Cable Network stars on February 8th called Maurice Hines Bring Them Back. The film will also be available to stream on February 1st and will examine the life of the Tony-nominated song and dance man, quote, including an exploration of what it means to be a black gay man in show business. The film will involve some of Hines' friends like Cheetah Rivera and Debbie Allen, and they will also get into Hines' career um, working, uh, leading Francis Ford Coppola's The Cotton Club and his relationship with his brother, his late brother, the iconic Gregory Hines. Finally, in this section, it was announced that the 2022 Obie Awards will include non-IRL performances for the first time. The Off and Off-Off-Broadway Awards will consider digital, audio, and other virtual productions for nomination, given the, the difficulty that this section of the industry has had in responding to the pandemic. This year's Obies are expected to take place on November 20, uh, 2022, in November 2022, meaning that it will have been 28 months oh my between Obies ceremonies. Wow. Which is absolutely bonkers. I hadn't even thought about that because of, you know, the semi-award shows that we've had in between then and now. Uh, good. They should be doing this. Everyone should be doing this. I understand the logistics of why everyone can't, but I'm yeah. glad they are. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's real quick dive into some recommendations. First up, there was a wonderful little segment, as you guys all know or could probably guess, I'd imagine. Um mm. I either during I basically only listen to podcasts for most of the time. So it's either um, sports, uh, college football and Ohio State related pop culture, like movie and TV stuff, mainly from The Ringer, which I don't love, but I love Ooh. their podcasts. Okay. Um, and then the rest is like NPR. So there was a wonderful segment on uh, NPR's All Things Considered on Saturday. Um, and it uh, talks about the uh, the new children's book B is for Broadway from author John Robert Allman, who is a theater veteran working on the media relations side and stuff and also is a great follow on twitter previously um, is, a for audra as well right, this is a follow-up to his first children's book a is for audra um so this is a a very cool thing they have some uh some different uh, some different animations in there which uh, one of them is great because they actually have um two different I don't know, illustrations, that's the right word, of the original Oklahoma production, but then Ooh. the uh, the sexy Oklahoma and features, nice. uh, yeah, it, it features Mary Tester and uh, Ali Stroker uh, from that production. So I love that. So I'm really looking forward to this coming out. Uh, and, and very much uh, excited about this. I have A is for Audra. So let's yeah, uh, recommend so not only so the good. book, but also, of course, this segment from All Things Considered. And then finally, if you did yes. not know, yes. <laughs> which I'm sure you did, um, Patty Lapone was a guest on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen last week. Mm -hmm. She was also joined by should-be New York uh, uh, Governor um, mm -hmm. – um, why am I Gunner. blanking on her name? Gunner. What is her name? Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but they had a bunch of little little uh, segments here, and one of them, which was my favorite, is called "Does exclamation point Patty exclamation point <laughs> give a damn exclamation point question mark?" In which Andy Cohen runs through a number of things, like uh, compare this and th or uh, like, or is this something you give a damn about? Yeah. Um, she doesn't from, give like, a damn. Yeah, that's the, the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, Lady Gaga, the Golden Globes, Peloton doesn't give a damn doesn't give a damn m ms changing how they look doesn't give a damn then there's the one about andrew lloyd weber oh. djing the opening night party <laughs> of uh phantom like the return 
Uh, the loud guess, gag. Guess, yeah. guess, guess um, that one. <laughs> there is one thing that she did give a damn for. There's a couple things, actually. But the one big one has to do with uh, the former president and being played uh, a song from Cats, which she did not apparently know oh, about. Oh, yeah. Her so response she gave a damn about hysterical. That. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another segment later on where it's like, a, a which do you prefer? And like... Ethel, oh, yes. Yeah, like Ethel Merman or Sutton Foster and anything goes. And then Cynthia Nixon has to chime up and be like, what about what Patty Lapone yeah, and anything Lepone? goes? Yeah, that happened more than once. Boulevard one, too. Yeah, like, Andy, she, your researchers really suck. from uh, understandably yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, they're not great. No, uh, Andy's not great either. But no, um, no. also, Squid Game. She should have been ha- on Hot Patty Wings instead. Or oh Hot God, Ones, yes. Oh, my God. She would do that. She would totally do that. <laughs> anyway, we will have a link to that in the show notes. Really, really fun thing to start your week with. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to send your New York-related questions, comments, suggestions, requests to hashtag BWWMattTakesManhattan. Mm-hmm. Ashley, where can people find you? Do not send me a damn thing, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KnowThisIsAshley. Hashtag KnowThisIsAshleyTakesUpstate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a wonderful Monday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.